Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name's Evan. And my name is Alex. And today we are joined with a good friend of Evan and I's from college. It's our good friend, Ashton. Ashton, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. How's it going? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you here. You are the resident Star Wars nerd around these parts, so it's perfect for what we're covering today. Disney's Plus uh, Star Wars Visions, or maybe it's just called Visions, but it's it's nine anime Star Wars. The little, I don't even know what to call them. I was so excited when I heard about this project. Yeah. <laughs> it's an anime anthology with nine episodes yes. by different studios. They're all uh, short films, and I think the, it was a pretty. They were given a broad mandate of just imagine, create whatever storyline you want. Uh, Amazing that is inspired by Star Wars. Um, now, Ashton, uh, I don't think Brizard or I really have that strong nostalgic t- tie to Star Wars. We're both big fans, but. I mean, I grew up with the prequels. I, I didn't really watch the yeah. the original films till uh, a little bit later in life. Um, what mm-hmm. what would you say your personal attachment to Star Wars is? Because I remember it being you being the biggest Star Wars nerd when we lived together. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, uh, definitely massive Star Wars fan. Star Wars is very special to me. Uh, I actually, uh, you know. Uh, I, I definitely grew up watching the originals. Um, they were definitely movies that I'd uh, rent at Blockbuster when I was sick at home from school. You know, so I grew up watching those. Obviously, was in the theaters for every single one of the prequels, um, and uh, uh, definitely loved the sequels as well. Uh, I uh, went and I would always watch them the morning after opening day uh, with my brothers. Mm. All those in theaters. Star Wars means a means a whole heck of a lot. Um, I, it's fine. I'm going to like probably like divide uh, the internet right now with uh, where I stand as far as Star Wars goes. But obviously, I love the originals. I love the sequels. Uh, yeah. I do. And uh, the, uh, the prequels, I can, I can watch and not really feel much of anything. <laughs> I, don't so, think, yeah. I don't think we've had the chance to talk sequels with you since those all came out after we were all in college. So your you're thumbs up on the sequels because yeah. that's where I stand. Other than like Rise of Skywalker was a little disappointing, but... No, so, no, it is I'll a just, fine uh, movie. Because I don't want to derail. I know I, it was okay, yeah. <laughs> because, I, because I don't want to derail us. I know we're here to talk about visions. Let me just give you my take. I love The Force Awakens. I love The Last yeah. Jedi. I like Rise of... I, I fucking it's love the best. Jedi. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Rise of Skywalker. I, just, I have some gripes. Uh-huh. I just have some gripes, that's and that's all. But you know what? Uh, that's that's that that is everyone. But I will say just to just to give everyone else the context of where I'm coming from here. I am not on this internet bandwagon where the sequels suck and all of a sudden the prequels are good again <laughs> because of, like that animated Clone Wars series. All right, every every last one of you. Still yourself, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to talk Star Wars visions with you guys. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, I think that's one of the great things about Star yeah. Wars. Is like you mentioned, for a lot of people, it's really rooted in like this very family 
oriented activity is like, oh my God, there's a goddamn new yeah. Star Wars movie out. You go see it with your family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have been able to yeah. transcend so many generations of people. Like I remember when the prequels were coming out, my dad was like, okay, you got to sit down and watch these movies because there's new ones fucking coming out, which was yeah. so exciting <laughs> for as a kid. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's go. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I don't mind the prequels as much as yeah. some people, but I think what is really interesting about like the Star Wars legacy is they're really starting to be like, fuck it. Everything's canon. Let's throw it in. That's <laughs> yeah. canon too. And I love that. They have like such an outstanding reach. Like the Clone Wars is part of canon. They have yeah. books. They have movies. They have one-off movies now. They have a fucking anime series. Like I'm so obsessed mm-hmm. with this as like a creative directive. Like, I, I think mm. what I would compare this to is like Marvel's what if that they just did. Cause these are both Disney plus yeah. properties. I think Disney sure. plus is really trying to use their intellectual property, make these shows. And I think what if like flopped in my opinion, pretty miserably, I did not enjoy it. Whereas this really succeeded. And I think the creativity, like the creative freedom of what this was is part of its strong suit. I, I mean, I, I I agree. I was definitely entertained uh, by some of them, but I, you know, some. I, I'm going to go back to what you said about canon, you know, because yeah, some, some, I'm going to get into it. Yeah. So I can, I can, yeah, some people are going to be rolling their eyes at me. That's I know funny. it, but um, it's funny because everyone actually gets in the conversation of what's canon now in Star Wars, mm. right? Because it's, if it's Disney related, canon has the right to it. And it's like, canon doesn't actually mean Jack no. Okay, if Disney wants, if they want to, uh, if they want to redo the Clone Wars and decide, hey, this new series is what happens, they're going to do yeah, it. Gonna do okay, like, like none, none of that stuff, uh, you know, actually, uh, actually matters. And I can go off on a tangent about that. But actually, the sentimental part of that for me is that what makes it so special is that there's all these different stories out there and you can decide like which ones are the ones that like make up your story and how you interpret it. Okay, so like me, I actually grew up with before this animated series for Clone Wars. This is the last plug I'll make. Uh, there was a there was actually a multimedia project approved by George Lucas, and it was a string of video games. Uh, that first animated Clone Wars show that was made by the same guys who do like you know like it was like the Samurai Jack mm, animation. It was, it was on Sorry, Cartoon Network. Yeah. It was yeah. on Cartoon Network. Yep, it was on Cartoon Network. It was those quick ten minute episodes. Yep, and then the bulk of it was these graphic novels. Yeah, and uh, those things are very near and dear to me. It was like for me, it's like if there was any non movie content that I would live and die by graphic novels because it was really trying to take into account everything that happened between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Love it. And the writing is just incredible. Like it's like little tidbits like, oh, how did Anakin get his scar? How did he learn how to force choke? All of that is in there and it gets dark <laughs> and it's just so cool. So for me it was like when I when I watch that animated series, you know, people are gonna probably call me bitter. It's because I am a little, just a little bitter about it where I'm just like this to me is silly because it's, uh-huh. it's you know they tried to borrow things from the graphic, no, I'm, I'm pointing behind it because I have the behind here. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, that's 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 where I come from. I just, you know, I love I love the originals. I, I love the sequels, and I really like those graphic novels. Uh, also, quick shout out to uh, the first two Night Field Republic games. Man, those oh. those are just some of the. I've only I've only played the first one, time. but it was it was it. a wild ride. Oh yeah, top notch, top notch. I remember game. you uh you were you were like live tweeting it. When you first <laughs> yeah. it right? You're like. I'm Revan? <laughs> what? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. It's, it's been, it's what, okay. 15 years? It's okay. <laughs> old yeah. video game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really old video game. If you don't know that you're Revan in that video game, well, 
Um, what I really appreciated about Visions specifically, it reminds me of uh, one. I love the anime direction. Um, and there are two other, not Disney or Star Wars or Marvel properties, but it was actually Warner Brothers properties that kind of did something similar where they did anime shorts. And it was uh, Matrix. I forget what the, mm. you know, the colon Tagline. subtitle part of it was, but it was like Matrix something that came between, I think, two and three that they had anime studios anime. And then there was one between Batman Begins and Dark Knight which Shut are up. really fantastic that okay. no one's ever seen or heard of that I really love. Um, I and what I love about Visions uh, is that it's more like an, it, again, it's just taking broad inspiration from the Star Wars universe. It, it, like It's not super worried about being tied to canon or like yes. tying into the history at any specific mm-hmm. point. It's like all about evoking. It's like feeling. slice of life almost. Yeah, it's like it's about setting yeah. a mood, which uh, it can be a double-edged sword. Like Mandalorian, one of my best. Oh, you're okay. We can get into that at a later point. But it's like <laughs> the first couple episodes of that was like it was establishing this mood of like uh, what would a Western look like in the Star Wars universe, and that's what. Yeah. And it got a little bit routine, you know, a little bit one note. So that's maybe my one gripe with visions is like a couple of these hit the same notes or like yeah. they all center around essentially the lightsaber moment, which is where oh, but they I, flip yeah, but the lightsaber. So cool. Yeah, but it's so <laughs> cool. It is so cool. Perfect, yeah. I was, guys, I was, I was just, I was just wrapping them up like to give them all a second rewatch, you know, for, to give them all a fair shake. And I'm like, man, this is a common theme. Why is every theme of this like, Who's that stranger? It's a Jedi. Okay, okay. no, 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 no. But so, wait, to go in order, to go in order, the very first episode. Yeah, all right. right, Let's, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's. Wait, I I gotta pull this up here. The the very first episode, um, I just had it on my phone. It's called The Duel. The Duel. Okay, this is what got me invested. This this is what got me invested, though. Was we all knew that lightsaber moment was coming. And it was exciting. Mm-hmm. The buildup for it was there. The animation style was really cool. It was different. And then we get a cool new. Also, I love variations of lightsabers. So anytime they had a new one, I was like, yeah. yes, love it. And so she had the fucking lightsaber <laughs> oh, yeah. umbrella. Yeah. She's going to town. And then you're like, all right, yes, this Jedi is here to save the day. And then boom, red. He's got a red <laughs> lightsaber. And it's really fu- It really grasped me. I'm not going to lie because it was a uh-huh. total misdirect and i was like oh i wasn't expecting another sith to fight a sith but that's what happens it's a large galaxy there's lots of sith Mm -hmm. there's lots of jedi there's many uh, stories to be told and so i was mind blown also i love that it was black and white but only their lightsabers were red but i was mind blown right from that moment when he pulled out and i was like he's a sith too the fuck i have to say i'll piggyback off that the, the thing about that guy is you actually don't know if he's a Sith. Mm-hmm. He's nobody. Yeah. He's a nobody who's traveling around. And he had, he had trophies of red crystals clearly from other, you know, dark Jedi that mm-hmm. he killed. True. So it's like, I'm watching this and it's like the stuff, like what's cool about this stuff is that it's, it's, it's its own standalone story. You know, to your point, it's just us kind of going around and adding our story that doesn't have to be connected to any of the mainstream, you know, canon things. So in, in that case, it's, it's therefore up to your own interpretation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just like, I'm looking at this thinking, Man, this guy decided the Jedi weren't for him. Maybe he joined the Sith at one point and decided they weren't for yes. him either. But he's going to kind of go do his own it's thing. It's fun. Go from town to town and, you know, uh, uh, kill the. And yeah, it was fun. I'm watching it. I liked, I dug the black and white. So 
when it comes to creating new Star Wars content, my biggest gripe has always been don't create Star Wars content for the sake of creating Star Wars content. So I remember when when Rogue One first got uh-huh. announced, I was like, I was like, all right, you guys better get this right, they- okay? Like, don't don't screw around because like we weren't we weren't in the era of Star Wars content all mm-hmm. the time yet, okay? And when it came out, my mind was blown. Yes, I so fell good. in love with Rogue yes. One. Right so away. good, and it's because. Uh, the director, Gareth Edwards, was talking about it, and he said, listen, Star Wars, like we are just talking about, is very rooted in tradition. There's a lot of things that you have to honor, but at the same time, you have to still bring something new to the table. Otherwise, what the hell are you mm-hmm. doing? And he so struck that balance. That's something I hung on to from that. You could say that I created way too high of standards because, uh, because like, you know, when Solo came out, I was like, it wasn't a bad movie, but I'm it like, great. Kind of, you know. Nobody asked for this. No, nobody mm-hmm. asked for this. It was the definition of pointless. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going off on tangent oh, again. But it's all Star Wars. What I'm saying is, I hold on to that. Yeah. So all the when this new Star Wars content comes out, I think about what Gareth uh, Edwards did with Rogue One, where it's like you keep it rooted in tradition, you bring in something new, and you strike that balance with it. So for me, when I'm watching these, I think I see something new, and I'm like, that's cool. I see something new again. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then something else happens. Like, oh no, no, don't do that. That's too, that's too, far, right, too yeah. far, you know. And I'm like, like I'm digging it. I'm watching him walk through the village. It's black and white. It's pretty cool. I'm like, and I'm digging the everyone's interpretation of it. Like, you know, his droid that he has walking around with him. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but then, like, you know, little things like, okay, Brizard lost his mind with the lightsaber umbrella. I saw it. I'm just like. She carries that around. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Oh my god, no. <laughs> that was silly. It was great. It was, was so silly. versatile. And she could turn it into a real lightsaber. And so uh-huh. okay. That's, yeah, when she did that, I was like, there were right, some things that were a little like out there or goofy or next level. So I have a question for both of you. Would yeah. you prefer okay. a robot Jedi yeah. or would you prefer a rabbit Jedi? <laughs> Little bunny robot Jedi for me. A rabbit. I <laughs> prefer Toby, Toby, T O B one over whatever the rabbit was. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit. Uh, both of them. I was like, okay, yeah. I saw that. I'm like, we got Jedi, new Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is she a fox? Yeah. No. All right, we have a new Jedi. We have this, this the uh, robot one. Rabbit girl over here. I guess she's a- the robot one. Took me out of it. I was like. I was like, wait, can a robot use the force and, and, and a lightsaber and all that? And so can I. Yeah. Can I answer that? Yes, for you? you may. No, no, they can't. <laughs> very, very matter of factly. <laughs> all right. I'm, I interrupted. No, so you're good. All right. We're we're on the duel. What I like about the ambiguity of it, of like, is is he a Sith or is he a Jedi? Is like yeah. um, I didn't get too deep into the the discourse around. Uh, Ray in the in the sequels, but I feel like a lot. Uh, some of the online discussion was about like, is she going to be a gray Jedi, like uh, going <laughs> between the the dark and the the light side? Um, and because it's the main franchise movies, obviously she has to be like the shining beacon of the light side of the Force. So they didn't really yeah. delve into that much. Um, but this is kind of exploring the ambiguity, like the moral ambiguity of like there is is kind of a spectrum of like force sensitive people and how, how they utilize it. Yes, there is. Um, It was good. It was really uh, good. The Wikipedia plot synopsis of that episode classifies him as a Sith. Now, do we have to take that as gospel? Probably not, but you know, it's all, it's all kind of up to interpretation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what I appreciated. I will say, you know, uh, because like there's a kind of little side stories going on with all of it. I did like it when the kid stands up and he goes, 
now and he's just got a squad of like other aliens yeah. behind him like with all kinds of different weapons and they just start shooting which mm-hmm. i appreciate i also appreciated that like uh it didn't look like these were stormtroopers they had stormtrooper armor but they were like had pieces of the armor they had their own things on them and i'm like all right this is one of two things again our own interpretation right either these stormtroopers have been caught off from the empire and been here for so long they're just doing their own freaking thing right make something up about that or it's like group of pirates have come together they've scavenged and found a yeah. bunch of you know empire uh stores and stuff and and they got not stores you know like wares and all that and um you know i picked up a bunch of yeah. stormtroopers either way i mean they're a bunch of assholes right so okay. I mean, like, but they're you know, showing up pillaging i love that doing i love thing, that sort of but, thing though because this is over we don't yeah. know the time frame like evan was saying this isn't between movies six and seven this is just yeah. we don't whenever yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the Wikipedia again in the production notes of it. Uh, they have kind of the, uh, points like plot points essentially of where these kind of generally take place. So the duel specifically is billed as an alternate history pulled from Japanese lore. So this one is probably the most far removed. A couple of the other episodes are somewhere sure. in the Star Wars timeline that we know. Yeah. Um, but this one is uh, specifically yeah. in alternate history. Um, one of the other things I, I liked about the, this battle between the Ronin and umbrella lady uh, <laughs> is that like, he ends up beating her by like outwitting her essentially. It's not like yeah. brute skill yeah. or, or force or whatever. He just like sets up a sneak attack, which I find, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. And they do that in a couple other of the episodes. Cause a lot of like the, the dark side, uh, their, their monologues is about like, join the dark side and uh, <laughs> unleash all your power yeah. or whatever. But it's like, it's, all these guys are kind of just outwitting the bad guys. Now I have a guess. I would like to wager a guess that this next episode, okay. Tatooine Rhapsody, was Ashton's favorite episode and thing that he's ever seen. Cause as soon as I saw a Jedi in a rock band, as soon as I saw a Jedi in a rock band, I said, this screams Ashton O'Malley. If I have ever heard anything in my life, say Ashton more. I literally was like, this was made by and for Ashton alone. Oh man. I turned it off after the first two minutes and I had to go back and try it. Again. I'm like, I was like watching it. I was like already kind of like, all right. The first, you know, uh, I was I was entertained by um, by the duel. It wasn't mind blown. I was entertained. I'm watching it, and now it's just these guys with giant heads. They're in a band, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. So, and then Boba Fett shows up, and he's animated the same way too. And I'm like, what's happening here? And then they start fighting. He goes, let's rock him. And I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, this is so. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't like this. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a fair shake. I go back, I give it the fair shake. And it's just, uh, I thought that he was going to like realize his true potential and be a no. Jedi and save his friend with his microphone lightsaber. No, he just plays an encore. The encore saved them all. Like, Rock and roll music saves lives. Oh, okay. That's the lesson from this I, one. Also, <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite episode, but I applaud them for doing something different where every other episode is about unsheathing the lightsaber. That moment, this one was like, we're just going to do a literal this was slice school of, life of rock. a rock band. Yeah, this was school of rock meets yeah. Star Wars. Uh, the main voice in this one, though, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then uh, Geezer, who was like the oh, yeah, the uh, Geezer, who was like the, the larger guy in the band that was played by Bobby Moynihan. 
which I thought was pretty funny. Oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a little a bit of a man. singer, so he, he got to, uh, you know, flex his pipes there. Yeah, but this one, I, I really thought compared to the first one, I was like, oh, no. I was like, are these really going to be all <laughs> over the place like this? I was like, they picked two yeah. staunchly different ones to be the two openers. <laughs> They, this whole series has a star-studded voice cast, which they don't it really does. advertise. Uh, the the Sith in, in yeah. the duel is voiced by Lucy Liu, huge name. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, obviously, in this yeah. one. Um, but Wild. a lot of times, I don't necessarily agree or love like celebrity voice casting because it, usually it feels more like a stunt. But this one, I genuinely did not recognize any of the celebrities. I just watched it through the whole the first time and didn't I, like and that's, that's big what for you evan makes a good voice casting to me is like they don't stand out as a celebrity voice i didn't i had no idea there was celebrity involvement in this which is um an accomplishment on their part as voice actors so there are some like a lot of other big names as, as we go through them we can shout out but yeah yeah, yeah but great, so that one was kind of lame uh the next one i'm interested to hear your opinions on this third one the twins now, the twins, uh, speaking of voice acting, this was where I started looking into the voice actors because it's Alison Brie and Neil Patrick Harris who play the twins. Now, this one had a very different animation style, and um, but I, I enjoyed the story of this one, if that makes sense. I don't know. I was as into the animation uh-huh. style. Yeah. But sure. I'm curious what you guys think because this one – I definitely wasn't into the animation. I, I remember leaving that one just thinking, I have – little to no reaction uh for this one because in all honesty i was a little uh being a little sour after the second one where i'm like all right i just sat through this rock band uh this uh this, this star wars rock band with the punk hut kid who doesn't want to be a hut and it's like it's cool man i was 12 once too i get that up in there. um and so i had a bit of a i had a bit of a bad taste in my mouth and i'm like maybe this one will be better and I'm sitting through it. I'm just like, this, yeah. I mean, this really. one was fine to watch through, but they really took the broad mandate and just ran with it. Like when he like powers his lightsaber with the X-wing hyperdrive. I'm like, what? What is happening? Like, <laughs> granted, this is Star Wars, but have like some <laughs> basis of reality. Yeah. <laughs> He extended that's, the sword. That's what I'm saying. Like, where you can like get away with doing like some. That's right. That was that was. That's what this one was. That's where I kind of mm-hmm. threw my arms up and said I was done with that one because he extended his lightsaber super long from his from his hyperdrive. Where it's like, all right, again, like balance, right? You have the story mm-hmm. about the twins. Mm-hmm. Okay, you kind of have your own characters. Okay, hey, let's have his lightsaber get powered by the by the hyperdrive. Cut the ship in no, half. He cut the ship you know, in like, half. That was kind it, of a yeah. cool visual. I will say, yeah, I will say the cool visual, visual of the ship yeah. in half was pretty cool, and they had a big blowout which (laughs) looking at the series as a whole these fights we like get some like visions at climaxes of fights and this was a good fight between a brother and a sister who Mm -hmm. were born of the born of the dark side together destined to rule the galaxy and then the brother just turns out to be an anime prince who is like no i stand for good and only good yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we didn't see his turn which made it feel cheesy apparently kind of yeah, he's like in kind of a Darth Vader get up, and so is his sister. But then he's got an yeah. X-wing, and yeah, I don't know. It, he betrayed. I don't think the they nailed yeah. it on this one. Yeah, I appreciated the visual at the very end of him sitting on his yeah. on his uh, tank X-wing at the end, and he's just kind of sitting there. It's like, all right, like what's next? And I've always dug little things like that. Where I'm just like, all right, like what's the story going to yeah, be yeah. after this? Because you, you tell a huge story with this kid, just like 
sitting here after a long battle, sitting on top of his X-Wing, his face he down. He cut a you know, ship in, in half. Like, also, like, think about the studio. That's probably, <laughs> he cut a ship. He sure did. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the <laughs> <Yeah>. house. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What's this next one here? Okay, so oh, this next man. one's the Village Bride. I I need the order. This is episode I really four. Liked Village Bride. Okay, um, tell us about it. What did you like about it, Evan? If I had to choose one of these episodes that I would want to see expanded into like a series or delve oh. deeper into it, it would be this one, or I, I think what was the last one. Um, no, wait. We'll wait for. We'll, we'll wait till we okay. get to that one. But yeah, this one, yeah. I, I don't even know, one, like, know the whole story, but it's like there's a village and they have to make some kind of bargain with the bad guy. And again, this yeah. story gets repeated later on. But, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, the princess is willing to make that sacrifice and is she supposed to like marry this bad guy? I don't remember. I don't know. But she's sacrificing herself, making deals with the bad guy for her villagers. And of course, the Jedi intervene. Um, like art style wise, this was one of my favorite. I agree. I was going to say, I really enjoyed the art style on this one. And this one felt to me like where I finally understood a bit more. Oh my God, this is just a slice of life in a galaxy far, far away. Like sometimes they're going through big battle, dramatic moments. We see those in movies. We see that in the episode before when siblings turn on each other. Sometimes they're just having a little party, a wedding before, you know, this very somber dramatic moment we don't get many of those moments and that was one thing i liked about rogue one is kind of the somber feel to it and this Mm. episode kind of had that looming over it where it was like nice it's a party yay celebration wedding but it was like yeah but she's getting shipped off to the the villages (laughs) the next week (laughs) so she's being given away this was good (laughs) to me this is what kind of brought the series like a little back on track like we were saying i love the first Mm -hmm. episode and the last two I was like swaying a little. And then this one, I was like, okay, I see what they're going for with this project as a whole. And that's where I really started to mm-hmm. appreciate it more. So like, you know, these stories don't interconnect. They don't have to. That's part of the charm of them is we're just getting a little yeah. slice of what's going on. Also, I just love the interpretation of Jedi as samurai. Yeah. Now I can't understate how mm-hmm. cool that was to me. That's- it was a really cool part of this whole series. So, when the people making Star Wars and George Lucas, when he was first making Star Wars, that's what Jedi were based off of. They were based off of samurai. Like what's like the space version of like a samurai where it's like the purpose is, you know, to serve. And they're like basically the keepers of the peace and all that stuff. Like, so when Jedi were being first designed, they were, they were modeled after samurai. So like, I knew that like going into this, like it's going to be cool to see, uh, like those paths, like officially crossed. Like I know a common theme and not everybody's watching or listening is going to be able to see this, but you know, everyone's kind of pulling their lightsabers out like the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Right. Which you know, it's, it's coming out of a sheet, but like everyone's kind of, you know, taking it out of their, at their side with their two hands like this, which I think is cool to do that. But I'm also watching it. And the other half of me is thinking, is the blade like in the sheet <laughs> for some reason? Like, you can't, that's, like that's the part where I'm just like, he just like yeah. has it on in there. The whole thing. Yeah. stupid. Don't do that. I really um, enjoyed that but, though. Okay, just so, the visual of like, it was, was so cool. Yeah. I don't know why I like yeah. was obsessed with it. Yeah. It's different yeah. than Everyone the classic stand there with just the handle and then boom. <laughs> like it was, uh, it was just so cool. It was a good way to yeah, reimagine but, this. And it makes mm-hmm. sense that Jedi were based on samurais to me because this felt so akin. It felt so, yeah. ak- it felt right. And so that, I love that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I love the visual of the guy with the bucket helmet uh, when he's on top of the hill sniping them with the musket. That musket was so fucking cool. <laughs> I love that bit. 
I don't understand why he was wearing that helmet. That also turned out to be a, a bomb. bomb. Yeah, a bomb. That was, I was yeah. so confused. Was multi-purpose. That was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, he dropped his helmet like, and then boom. Wearing it, like, yeah. <laughs> the episode starts where it's like, oh, some cool, you know, alien type thing. It's just some apple. Yeah. And all things. Oh, I don't know. There's nothing here. <laughs> what? What's happening? Oh. Um, I will admit that I, I do agree with everyone. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I did kind of like the aspect of like, how kind of dark mm-hmm. it was, right? And the kind of climax at the end. I do admit that, like, the entire first half of this, I didn't really understand what was going on. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell Majna is or, like, why they're at this thing and why there's a blue orb around it when they're talking about it. But I'm like, I'm sure this is going to be somebody's interpretation of Jedi and yep. being Jedi. And I'm like, all right. All right. And I like was that Majna look at supposed it too. to be, like, like, another interpretation of the Force? Like, a connection yeah, to it? Yeah. That's, that's what I took. See, I, I thought so. Oh. but But then she says, you know, then she does her whole thing and goes, Majina, may you rise, and then says, and may the force be mm. with you. And I'm like, oh, it's, 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 it's the same huh. thing. That's like redundant, yeah. right? I kind of took it as that was their interpretation yeah. of what the force so, was, which I really liked because different civilizations yeah, would like have different yeah. interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was a good one. Yeah. I do like the idea of exploring like, um, uh, like other force users yeah. besides Jedi and yeah. Sith. It's like been like rarely done. But like for example, I um so I people on here, like after I just, you know, said I don't like the animated Clone Order series, they probably <laughs> think I don't like uh Jedi Fallen Order. I like Fallen <laughs> Order a lot. Um and I actually wasn't really familiar with the Night Sisters before that, but like the Night Sisters doing this thing, I know it's like technically magic, but I interpreted it as these are just like another group of uh force users and it's how they're using it. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. dig that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh so that was that was my interpretation as I respect it. So after that episode, we get the ninth Jedi, which uh, I think was supposed to be original. It's twice the length of the other ones. Um, it was. I don't necessarily know why. It was so or- originally the series was supposed to be ten episodes, but the ninth Jedi was just going to span two, but they combined it. I Interesting. don't necessarily see why. Uh, I-, I don't know. How'd you guys feel about this one? Wow, this is so funny going into it because I can hear it in your voice that it's not your favorite. Ah, it's, it's my really? favorite. Tell us why. I, Tell us why. It's just another one of them. I, this is, if, if I told people to watch Star Wars Visions, I'd say watch The Ninth Jedi. And again, going back to how I preface this with striking a balance, bringing in something new, but also, you know, like what Star Wars is, at least to me. You know, I saw it and I'm just like, you know what? Like, I could see this being a thing. I could see, like, somebody in the movies coming up with that droid that's, like, kind of being a dick and drinking tea and steam is coming out of yeah. his ears. Like, I um, I like the design of the lightsabers. I thought that was cool. Love I seeing was new lightsabers. Cool where, Always. Always into that. New life. Who doesn't like seeing new lightsabers and new Jedi and new Sith, right? But, again, this is, like, one where, again, like, you know, the Jedi are kind of, scattered and they're being hunted but it's on a completely separate timeline and here's a guy who's like trying to bring them back by harvesting lightsabers i'm like i dig that that's kind of cool cool. and you know the girl's got a got a got a droid called 999 that she calls four (laughs) nine um i thought the margrave looked incredibly Mm -hmm. cool um i i just liked it when it was lightsabers out and they started fighting um i don't know like that was one where i'm just like watching i'm like all right you know what i I can dig this i appreciate the the division that they're coming from but uh, hey, I dug it, and I by uh, my, my big. I'm just gonna say one last thing. My big moment is where, like, you know, the 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 Sith with like the uh, the, the little blue alien Sith, like the tentacles coming mm-hmm. out of his mouth. He goes, now die, and he charges him. He steals his lightsaber and changes green. He just slices <laughs> him in half, and I'm like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right, this is the one. And then and then the fighting from there, it's like boom, boom, boom. I was like, this is 
this hit. This is cool. I was like, yeah. What I really liked about this one is I liked seeing someone making lightsabers. That's always an interesting process to me. You got to get the Kyber crystal, build it. I'm like an engineering nerd. I guess I enjoy like the physical. I'm like, oh, this one looks like this. So this one looks like this. You know, I know that it's a little different with the Kyber crystal. It's not like when you turn your lightsaber on, it'll be whatever color it's supposed to be. But I did enjoy kind of the girl's clear lightsaber before she had like a stronger connection to the force. I don't know why. I I thought Mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. And then this was another one of those really great jaw dropping moments for me because I really thought he gathered a bunch of Jedi together and they were going to, they were just getting hunted and then zoom and it's like six red and one blue. And I was like, oh no. I was like, no, I did not see it coming. It caught me off guard. And so for me, I was like, oh, that's a moment I will always remember because I just, it it fooled me. I don't know if you guys weren't fooled, Mm. but I was like, oh my God, this is great. Of course, fucking Sith get word that they're trying to reestablish the Jedi and they're like, we're going to come and bust it all up. I was going to say they were surprisingly chill about the ones super tall Sith. He look kind of, he looks like a, I don't know, like a, some sort of bear or animal or something at the end. Oh, that guy. Uh, yeah. His like lightsaber yeah. changes colors from red to purple. Oh, yeah, to, and to purple. Previously been trying to yeah. kill. Yeah. And they're like, uh, it's like, oh, sorry. I just got carried away. Like <laughs> with the dark. I know. What? Yeah. yeah. What? I, I laughed at that too. Where he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got confused by the other darkness. And they're like, yeah. cool, man. Okay. Like, like, move on. It's, right. like, it's like in Revenge of the Sith where he's like, join me, Anakin. Yeah. And you know, there was little, little things here where it's like, you know, I thought the whole changing of the colors thing to match what you are. It's like, obviously that was like integral to the yeah. story. I, at, the, at its core, I think that's a little bit silly, but like, I appreciated the interpretation. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I think changing the length and everything was kind of dumb. That, um, I thought that was going to play into the didn't. ending yeah. of the episode and it didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was it a didn't. random footnote. Yeah. It was, no it was, it was so know. weird. I thought it would <laughs> it come like, back. Okay, so she's going to be swinging around a giant <laughs> <like> lightsaber <laughs> right. lasso or something at the end, but no. Alright, what color lightsaber would you guys have? I, I don't really know the, the delineations. Green. You can, pick green you can pick, Evan. Just you, okay. you make okay. a decision. Uh, I'd probably go purple. Ashton's got green. Evan's got purple. I can see those. I realized, unfortunately, so I was watching this series and I realized I enjoyed the stories more about the Sith. And I was like, these are more fascinating to me. Like the Sith on Sith battle Mm -hmm. in the first one was epic. And then I also realized, guys, that my Disney Plus icon is Darth Vader. I was like, oh, my God, am I a Sith? I was like, I think I'm a Sith. unfortunate yeah sorry <laughs> to pro- drop that on you you know i was i was i was watching that one thinking i like all the all the little things like that they packed into like this 20 30 minute thing where it's like there's like a little bit of goofiness but like a little bit of things like you're watching and you're like aha like that's that that's me star wars that's cool like what i've always appreciated is like um you know the iconic cantina scene in a new hope it's like where a bunch of people just got together and like just fought this stuff up where it's like, let's create like 20 or 30 different species of aliens back here. And like some of them are chatting, other ones are gambling, everyone else is drinking, other people are like making a deal to go fly somewhere. And it's like that level of, uh, I guess, like like building the world and stuff like that around it. I always appreciate like putting effort into those little things in the background. So for me, that's like why I get geeked out when I see these stupid big whip crane things that are grabbing asteroids from out of the sky <laughs> and coming back down to harvest mm-hmm. crystals and then or you know a, a droid who's 
being sassy and like on his break and everyone else is shut down and she had to cross the river to go get him and and like little classic. things like that but yeah i mean yeah. i i like i like stuff like that so that's what that's kind of why that's the one i did it for me i did like the fighting i did like when people were getting cut in half so that was, that was pretty cool um the overall fighting itself actually liked it when they're connecting their lifesavers with each other and when she gets into it too and she just decides well i'm not helpless yeah. so i'm gonna do this and she just starts mm-hmm. going for it i appreciated that um i will say like one so i didn't of, realize like, this Star but similar was in this episode oh. Sorry to cut Simu you off. Yeah. Yeah. Simu Lu. Thank right. you. Sorry, I mispronounced that. Yeah, he, he was, was in the, that episode. The blacksmith. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that. That's so cool. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. What What's the name of the gentleman who plays uh, Ethan? Because he's been in a few things, and I don't know his name. It's uh, It's Hero from yeah, Heroes. It's Hero. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Oh sure. my <laughs> god. As soon as I heard him say, like, right when he first walks in, he just goes, "Hello, my fellow Jedi. Are you all?" Yeah, he's got Jedi the darkest ways in the world. It's, it's great. <laughs> but, like, I can't believe I didn't that's catch how that. That happens, though, right? It's like the um, because uh, it's like all like the literal interpretation, uh, literal translation, right? That's why in English yeah. it kind of comes out a little goofy. So it's like when they said, it "Like, does. get the lightsaber," he's like, "May I please hold it?" And I'm like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure you can." <laughs> Wait, yeah, I mean, classic. this one. This one wasn't my favorite of, yeah, my of favorite. the series, but I, I have I have nothing yeah. against it. Uh, yeah. It kind of felt to me like this was a pilot, almost like a pilot episode ah, of a yeah. kicking I off a new series, that. which I appreciate. You know, it was it was cool. Yeah. Uh, it definitely like entailed that there's more story to come. Yeah. Um, How do you guys feel about the the final image of the planet is a lightsaber <laughs> or whatever? Oh, I that was that last shot. I, I didn't. I don't know. I that's how I viewed like, it. No, it was it's, like <laughs> it's when the sh- ship flies away and it flips upside down. It's got the beam of light. It's like a rock with a beam of light sh- oh. shooting down from it. But then it I think it was like a visual interpretation. Like yeah, it just looks like one. It wasn't like, <laughs> like the oh, planet is a lightsaber. That's not what I, I told you. I'm not saying literally. <laughs> I love how get out of here. Get out of here. That's the one that you have a gripe with right there, where it's like, oh, yeah. cool, lightsaber umbrella, but then somebody interprets the planet as lightsaber, and you're like, stupid. <laughs> yeah, the lightsaber umbrella is objectively dope. <laughs> you're going to cut your own arms off and use that stupid thing. I'm, I don't know. Whatever. Not What's if you're a one? Sith. Not if you're trained. <laughs> okay, the next, the next one, one, though. Is it- all of our favorites, T Obi Wan. T Obi Wan. You know, this one was a little kiddish, uh, yeah, but what I like about it is one, we get these like allusions to older anime. Like I got a very strong, like Astro Boy vibe from this. I did too. Um, like I thought the same thing. Between, the relationship between like the doctor or the professor, Mitaka and the, the robot he's building and teaching about the world. Um, but f- this is I'll say one of my top episodes of, of uh, visions because to me, this one more so than the lightsaber moments, this one captures like the childish wonder, which is really what we're chasing in star Wars as almost as like 30 year olds. (laughs) Like like this is (laughs) like, that's what it captures to me is that childish wonder of like why we all fall in love with star Wars. Like the same way T.O.B. one, dreams about these stories of being a Jedi and he has these, you know, dream, vivid dreams at night. Um, so I don't know this one. It, it, it's very innocent. It's a little, you know, playful, a little silly, but I, I you hit a good point though. 
you hit a good point about it where it does capture that childlike imagination, the wonder of it. Um, I did think it was a bit corny. I was like, no, a robot cannot be a Jedi. But you know what? They proved me <laughs> wrong. And that was like part of the story. It was like, no, against all the odds, you can achieve your dreams, even if you're not a real boy. It reminded me it had like some Pinocchio vibes yeah, until I was like, oh, my That's God. Exactly what I thought. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. he wants to be a real boy. Yeah. He wants to be a real Jedi. Cool. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was hilarious that his his master, his professor, was voiced by uh, Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights and uh, <laughs> oh my uh, <laughs> Bloodline. That was I, this was another one. I heard right? it and I was like, yeah. I was like, God, how do I know this voice? How do I know this voice? I was, so I had to look it up. Oh my God. Classic. And then like Kyle. in the middle of it, like you heard it it's because like he just goes, damn it, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I thought this one was silly. Um, I will admit though, because it's because the animation, I watched it, I prejudged and I'm just like, all right. But I, when I gave it the second watch, I, to Evan's point, I definitely appreciate this, the idea of we have this droid that is potentially sentient because it's having dreams. And I'm like, all right, you're teetering a little bit for me, but I can dig it. Um, so, I mean, I, I can appreciate that for what it is. I mean, I thought the animation was definitely, you know, pretty childish and all that. It's just this one uh, wasn't for me, but it did. I did hit me a little bit when he like puts the kid in the closet, gives him the lightsaber and is just like, I'll go handle this you know, you go do what you were made, what you were literally built for. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a little sad. I'm like, you know, I get it. And then he goes out and fights the guy, yeah. gets his arm broken off while he's fighting him. And I'm like, all right, all right. But overall, I was just like, it's still, I can, although I appreciate these things about it, I, I leave it thinking I, I feel nothing, you know? Sure. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. That's, no worries. Okay. We will move on sorry, to the next one. Sorry, loyal viewers. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, um, no. We're giving uh, our opinion on all of them, but this one is episode seven, The Elder. Now, I have a feeling this is a really good one, in my opinion. I think a lot of people are going to really like this one. Um, I, first off, once again with the voice, it was uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things. I was like, is that? It's Hopper. I was like, it's (laughs) Hopper. (laughs) So, once again, the voice stuck out to me. But like you said, Evan, none of them felt forced. He felt like he was he was good in that role. Um, To me, Mm -hmm. this was like a a snippet of uh, a classic story. This was like Obi Wan and Anakin going on some sort of Jedi mission, and I just love the admiration the student had for his master. He's like, that's right. You've been to every planet. Haven't you master? You're the best. Like, oh, I love you, man. Like that was just so heartwarming to me. And it really made the stakes of the fight like real. If that makes sense. Like when he went down, I was like, oh, no, I was like, his master's going to be so upset. This was one of the ones where I felt like an emotional connection to what was going on. And I really appreciated that. And once again, I just loved the villain's lightsabers. He had two red ones, but like, I love the lightsabers, how they're not round at the top. They look more like a blade. Like that is just yeah. such a nice touch to me. I don't know why I can't describe it, but it's like, beautiful, just beautiful. Yeah. I think this one feels uh, the most like a, like a spiritual successor to the duel. It's like very much a samurai flick yeah. uh, in like 15 minutes. It's about the old sith master who's like hiding out in a village and and the yeah and the two are uh the the two samurais come into town to like save the village um i i love this is another one where where uh david harbour hopper yeah uh, doesn't beat the the sith by brute force but does kind of like a 
like a sleight of hand trick where he just turns yeah. off his lightsaber. Yeah. So good. He turns off his lightsaber, puts it on his chest and turns it back on and put, mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, I've never seen a kill shot like that. Yeah. So good. That my, we have seen yeah. 40 years of star Wars and we haven't seen that once <laughs> to me. I was like, Oh, just amazing. Why have we not seen this kill shot before? Just great. Just really mm-hmm. good. It reminded me of Arya Stark killing the White Walker guy, where she just <laughs> drops the knife into her other hand. Yeah, and then just yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that was to me was like the key themes throughout all of this, right? So it's pretty classic. You have a, a preseason Jedi who's like not looking for action because it's like not the point of being a Jedi, and you got his Padawan who's all like, "Oh, if we catch him, his lightsaber's out, right? Like we get to start fighting." And yeah, he's like trying to teach him. It's like, listen to me. If you actually encounter this guy, you don't want to be fighting him. You know. And he didn't. I, I thought he died. Actually, <laughs> I thought he died too. Up. He did. He got I thought he died. Like, and he I almost, yeah. I almost wish emotional stakes wise that he did die. Like for the story, yeah. it would have been a lot nicer if he did die. When he got up, yeah. it was nice when he threw the blue yeah. lightsaber at the villain yeah. to distract him. But when it. he got up I, at the I end, I was like, it. yeah, damn it. Yeah. I was like, come like, on. For me, it took come away on. for him to still be alive. But I, I will say, like, I had a gripe with this. I, I was entertained by this one for sure, but I, my gripe was, like, this master knows exactly what this kid is trying to do. He's going out to the mountains hoping that he encounters this guy. And then, like, when he encounters him, he goes, no, stay away. And it's like, yeah, he's going to listen. Like, it's his training. He has to listen to his master. If he says stay away, he should stay away. It's a, such a common trope that these young Padawan do not want to listen to their masters. And it's like, yeah. just follow the fucking course. There are <laughs> steps. Yeah. You'd, st- you'd still have a torso if you listen to me. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like that classic parenting thing of like the, the best way to teach a kid not to touch a hot stove is to let him touch a hot stove. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he almost so died, I, I, though. I, yeah. yeah. I let him fight this old elder Sith Lord and he almost died. So a little too much teaching. But I will admit that when he turns around and he sees this like old guy just sitting there in the lighting with like a cloak over him, I was like, that's actually a little creepy. I actually like, I felt yeah. something right there when that part of me turns around and goes to stand there and I'm like, and now the kid is clearly terrified and he becomes mm-hmm. even more terrified when this guy ignites his lightsabers. He hits him once and he goes, you're not who I was looking for. And now then he starts toying with him from great. there. Like, you see the kid, is, like, the kid's doing kind of basic things. He's backing up. He's scared now. So he's going to try, but like the guy makes quick work of him, right? And I think the ongoing theme here was like, um, you know, your strength in between being young, middle and old. And the guy says, you know, Hey, if we met like when I was younger, you'd have no chance kind of thing. It's like, but now I'm, I'm a little older. So like you're a bit, a bit of a match for me. And he knew that he's like, mm-hmm. he goes, if I was a little bit older, I probably wouldn't be able to take him. Like, he's like, I got lucky. And he tells yeah. his, he tells his paddle. And that's the point. He's like, you will get stronger and you'll eventually get stronger than me. You know, something like that. But it's like, it's just kind of a, a quick interpretation of like, I guess the circle of a circle of life and, and stuff like that. So I appreciate that for what it was. Um, the, the Jedi game, so. circle of yeah. life. It was cool. It had a good fight scene. Yeah. It had a good message. Mm-hmm. It was classic Star Wars, in my opinion, but like a, a fresh yeah. take on it. Yeah. Um, one grape I have about this episode. No, I mean, not no more the episode, really, but <laughs> it's. I always get really pulled out of Star Wars stuff when they just have normal ass names. Like the kid was named. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did notice that. I was like, Dan. I'm pausing it, and I'm like, is he calling him Dan? I'm like, all right. And then the other guy's in in Ninth Jedi or whatever, it was like Ethan. I was like, what the fuck? It was. Hey, I like to think of it as spelled E E T H. I That's am. how they do, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like D A A N, Don. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> oh, this man. is definitely one of the strong points of the series, though. Like, this is yeah. if I were to want someone to check out, like, if I were to recommend an episode of this, this would probably be yes, yes. This is a good one. Yeah. All right, let's move on, though. Next one. What do we got here? Episode eight, Lop and Ocho. Yeah, the I, so Fox I, girl I, and bad yeah. bitch sisters. Yeah, I didn't go back and rewatch this. I watched it once, but if I the had to guess from the title, twenty bucks that the rabbit is named Lop. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> like. Come on, Lop. Lop. That sounds like a Sonic character. She uh, looks like a Sonic it is. character. Yeah, <laughs> no, her name was Lop, Evan. You would win that bet. So, um. <laughs> Looked like a character from Sonic. Turned out to be the heroine we all needed. She saved the day with a lightsaber. And this is what I'm saying, though, is we get robots and we get furries that are are Jedi now. And I am all about it. I say expand the... They should keep going. They should have literally... 10 seasons of visions. I want different stories across the galaxy. I want an octopus with eight goddamn lightsabers fighting <laughs> some other sort of like crazy animal. I can't think of like an, uh, an antelope or something like give me all out insanity. And so while I did not enjoy this episode, I appreciate <laughs> the, the, the far reach of uh mm-hmm. you know the imagination that's what the idea of this project was is we need nine unique stories and this one went there it was unique <laughs> i i just love on top of like your your very you know positive rant you're just like now while i didn't like this one <laughs> yeah. I, I have to admit Snuck I it had, in there. Uh, yeah i had a little bit of fatigue with like the common theme of these ones with this one because it's like all right they're giving stuff to the empire they don't want to yeah see. yeah She's secretly a Jedi. Oh, the sibling turns out to be evil. I bet they fight each other. Yes, they do. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm just like, it, uh, you know, that one, uh, it, it just over, it wasn't bad, but it, again, it did, it did absolutely nothing for me. But the entire time also like, what is she? Is she like a cat? Like I'm a total Star Wars nerd. So like I can name you some of the species. Right. But I'm like looking at, I'm like, what is this supposed <laughs> to be? Like, I think she's like, she's like a fox on her hind legs. She's dumb. I don't know. She's a rabbit. She's, she's a, a rabbit. rabbit. She's a rabbit. One Star thing rabbit. that always like bugs slave. me. And one thing that always bugs me is when a lightsaber gets like outmatched with a different weapon that's not a lightsaber. So like the one sister, um, what's her name? Ocho, Ocho Cinco. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah, it's Ocho. Um, so the one sister Ocho had like two swords that were like connected with electricity and a magnet thing, and they were like hitting the lightsaber. And I was like, the lightsaber should cut right through that. That's always a problem of mine. I'm like only lightsaber on lightsaber battles. I don't want any of these weird electricity wands fighting with lightsabers. Nuh uh lightsaber versus lightsaber battles. Well, you know what? You know what's actually happening right now is like there's there's some guy on YouTube with his Star Wars channel and he's delving way too much into that going. Now, here's what her wands were made out of. Actually, it's a specific alloy in this case, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I know the That's Star what Wars we brought lore, you like, on like, here to do. 
I'm just kidding. Okay, well, so <laughs> I'm joking. So it's called porpoises. <laughs> it actually is, but but that's the thing, though. It's like you're you're absolutely right. Like I remember when I learned about that. It's like okay, so there's like one type of you know like a type of uh, like electronically charged basically steel that can stand up to anything, including a lightsaber. So I was like, all right, fine. Like that's from nice to know. I hate it. Hold on. <laughs> Here's where I agree with you. It's like, and now it's like overdone. It's like everyone gets a Cortosis lightsaber that stands up to a blade yeah. that stands up to a lightsaber. It's like you're, he's absolutely right. Where it's like everybody for some reason has something that matches a lightsaber. Where it's like kind of the Jedi is supposed to be able to go in there and like people come at him with a knife or something. And actually, it's in the very beginning of the duel when that one guy goes, "Oh my god!" Like she has a lightsaber. Don't get close to her because he knows what's going to yeah. happen if they do. Like we we can't we can't stand up to it. And he dies. That's what happens. He gets fucked up. He, that's what I loved about the first I, one. I'm I, telling you, the first one really set a good tone for the whole series. I think they picked yeah, a really solid one to be their one. first one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, wanted to, they yeah. were definitely roping people in with that one. And actually, you know what? I'm going to backtrack to that one really quickly. I forgot. Like the key moment I actually like about that is where um, she goes to swing on him because she thinks he's just another one of the mercenaries or whatever, and he's just staring at her, holding the lights, the blade, like with the force. Oh, yeah. And that's what she figures out. Yeah, with he's the like force. A Jedi. And I was like, that's, what I'm that's a cool mm-hmm. scene where he's just like sitting there looking at her, like. It's on. <laughs> it is now. You know. I, I like the fun. first one was great. All right, I'm the done. first this one was a really stupid. good one. Yeah. We can move I, on. So I feel like the lo- all the love I feel haters. Like the, I feel like the criticisms with these mega franchises sometimes is that like people I mean, and there probably is, people think there's too much studio involvement. Yeah. This is one where I feel like they could have used there could have been a little more communication like, hey, we've got another studio doing basically the same <laughs> basically, story. Yeah. Can you do something like yeah. just a little bit of oversight? Yeah. You know, you know, like, <laughs> I, like, I, I like that they give them free reign, but it's like yeah. a couple of these episodes hit the same notes, which is unfortunate. But well, I agree that's why with this you. one but isn't one of my favorites. It's funny I love because the that's exactly what freedom. I was thinking when I saw the when I when I saw the rock band episode one, where I'm like, you know, they reached out to more than nine studios, and when they all pitched their ideas, they're like, ooh, that one, you know, pick that one. It's like, hey, are are you sure? <laughs> okay. I was I shocked saw, he like, never uh, turned his microphone into a lightsaber. Not once. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, he didn't right. Set that up. They, they yeah. set it up so hard, and he never did it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, are we are we on the last one? We're on the last one. Akakiri. Akakiri. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I did not want to have to pronounce that because I was going to butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> so in this one, uh, a Jedi revisits his an old flame, and it's kind of like a forbidden love thing, like Anakin and Padme, um, and I think she her aunt is a Sith I- Lord. <laughs> They have to like face her. He's got migraines the whole time. Um, I know someone describe this. Episode. No, I can't. I can't. I'm so entertained. You're, doing, You're doing great. You're doing so yeah, well. We got we got three dudes over here talking about it. It's like all right. So we got this lady and. I don't know, like her aunt, or something. I don't know. Like, but also, let me this yeah. one stuck with me because they did something a little bit different. They did um, story wise. This one, yes. yeah, story wise, this one was one of the more interesting ones to me uh, because, spoiler alert, he ends up going to the dark side to save his old flame. Um, so he accidentally kills her, and he goes to the dark side to resurrect her because that's what 
anti-Sith promises him is like, if you join the dark side, we can bring her back together. Uh, Here's my question. Here's my question. Yeah. I was going to say one, we've heard this before. Has any Sith who's been promised by like who's it's usually Jedi turned Sith who's promised, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to bring your dead loved one back. Doesn't that sound enticing? <laughs> Come over to the dark side. Has yeah. anyone successfully been brought back? Is that just like an empty well, promise? Is that this one? Well, okay. That's a good point. Yeah. They did it in this one. Yeah. No, no, you got me. You got me. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. But like, yeah. I just feel like we never saw that with Padme. Did Anakin just like give up on Padme? That's okay. So you're right. That's where my mind went though. Is I was like, how come Anakin never freaking did it? Like he was, he went to the dark side. Yeah. That was well, his whole so purpose. We're, we're, also, we're also starting to crosswire things here. So Sidious seduces him by saying, I can help you save her from dying. Whereas this one is like, That's true. Hey, she's dead. I'll let you revive her and all that, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, which, I mean, I but think the temptation kind of, aspect of it is what's appealing. Oh, yeah. That's the story element well, that's, is mm-hmm. like, that's the whole, Oh my God, yeah. do I turn evil for, for, yes. for mm-hmm. bringing back my loved one? It's deep. And he does yeah. it. Yeah, it's good. It was good. Yeah. You're right. Like, while this yeah, one, this one. story-wise, I was, like, not heavily invested. You're right. Like, the story aspect I of either. it, I, I was, uh, is interesting. And I probably have to give this one a rewatch because yeah, just thinking about it now, I, it, I love it. This one, yeah, watching it the first time through, I almost like if I had known the ending, I probably would have been watching closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what I like about this one is that, a lot of these are neatly packaged little one-off stories um, where uh, the ninth Jedi was kind of the beginning of a story, like a pilot almost. Yeah. This one felt like a cliffhanger ending of a season to one. It, it implies a larger story. There's more story to be told, uh, yeah. but it felt like we're, you know, we're a couple way, a couple chapters into this. Um, and again, it was just doing something interesting that wasn't solely about the moment like yeah it was you know the, I get what there were saying. emotional stakes to it um so. i love the ones with yeah, emotional stakes. i don't think it was the strongest episode but it was interesting yeah, yeah. i think it's a good one to end on because like you said it gave that season finale cliffhanger vibes even though obviously yeah. if they do another season it's not going to pick up there but i would um, hope they don't do that it's a good way to end the season. season yeah that yeah. would be bad yeah. if they yeah. did a sequel season and don't they like that. continued these stories yeah, Season two is all Lop and Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> they're like back by popular demand. Yeah. <laughs> they're not actually sisters. They're lovers. What? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Lop and Ocho will for sure have the most fanfics written. Yeah, that's why. That's why it'll be yeah. back actually, by popular yeah. demand. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder which one the fans all like kind of dig. I'm, I'm willing to bet everyone likes the duel. Or, yeah, the duel, but also yeah. Well, I think the duel is meant like, to hook um, you, like it did with me. I think yeah, the, the duel, duel is meant to draw in. you it, in. It hooks you in. It does, and I appreciated also the animation for the duel. I remember too. Where I'm just like, all right, some of it is there's like a little bit of color here and there. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think the favorite will be the elder. Probably I think that'll be. I can see people liking the elder. It's the easiest one to follow. It's like the most like Star Wars relative, and you know what? It's I think amongst these episodes, like everyone kind of brings something to the table and it's like sometimes what you have to bring to the table in this case is just um, like it, it was very basic, whereas everyone kind of does something that's very out there. Like here's a rock band where everyone has a giant head and it's a bunch of kids. Um, and then like <laughs> the giant know, head really stuck with you. <laughs> I th- I th- <laughs> that I animation that. style. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought Lil, Lil Boba Fett was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I'll, 
I'll admit, I did laugh a little bit when Little Boba Fett is nodding his head to the song at the very end. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you would like, love that, Ashton. A Jedi in a rock band, it just screams Ashton O'Malley. After you said that, I felt so bad. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to break Rizard's heart right now and tell him this was my eh, It's okay. <laughs> No, it's okay. I just <laughs> isn't that how the tune goes? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was like super pop like punk that. too. It was very. It was not like was, anything actually. awesome. Yeah. Um, like, man, if this was I did think it was funny that rock music saved their life. That was the only episode, and I thought that was interesting. That had like um, characters outside of their own story. Like it had uh, yeah. Boba Fett and uh, Jabba the Hutt, even though, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't really do okay. a whole lot. But I like that we didn't get a lot of cameos. I think that was a strong suit of this series to make it a standalone type deal. And I honestly think they should do another season. And I think they should reach out to different animation studios to do their own thing. I, I, I don't yeah. think it should be like, give these nine studios another chance. I really like this project. Yeah. I think it's really... Uh, almost ambitious because like you said, they got some material that was kind of similar. They don't really know exactly what they're in store for. And I think I mentioned it earlier, but I think Disney plus is really trying to push their original content. And whereas like Marvel's what if is not the way to go. I'm, I don't think this Hawkeye series is going to be like the way to go. I really think they should try to focus on creative swings like this project because yeah. this was top notch for me this is something even the episodes i didn't like i would happily rewatch and recommend to people right. i would recommend to people that like star wars and i would recommend to anime fans even if they're not huge star wars sure. people mm-hmm. i'd be like hey you should check this out the animation's sick the stories mm-hmm. are good and i like that it's an anthology i like that we're not getting heavily invested in a new story in a galaxy yeah. far far away we're getting that slice of life overview of what it's like in this galaxy there's war there's troubles there's good guys there's bad guys there's morally ambiguous guys and yeah Mm -hmm. i just think this really hit on that in a good way like the broad picture of what they were going for was really not lost Mm -hmm. on me yeah I, i can appreciate that for sure um that's why like i'm thinking if they did do a second season it's like all right like you know give them a chance to go there's like a whole, you know, literally there's like a Star Wars universe. Like somebody got together and like created all this stuff. And it was yeah. Like building off of it, which I, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I love but world I was building. also thinking like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, yeah. I love all those little things that go into it. I, that's the stuff I get really geeked out by. Like I remember um, when I was watching Rogue One in theaters and I'm not a huge fan of the, um, of like the quick callbacks. You have to do just a few yeah. of them. That's like why I love Rogue One. Because there's like just one or two. Whereas in Solo, there was one every five minutes. And I'm just, and it's like, mm-hmm. and that's also my gripe with the Mandalorian. There's one every five minutes, and I'm like, I get it. They're on Tatooine. I get it. Okay, like, but, yeah. <laughs> but, in, but in but in Rogue One, like you know, when she she bumps shoulders and goes, oh, I'm sorry, and it's and it's the two thugs from the Mos Eisley canteen that picked the fight with Luke, and he goes, you just watch yourself. I lost it. I was like, oh, so nice. <laughs> But, and, but then, like I said, you're like they're not harping on yeah. it, right? It's not. Yeah. Not it's a, like a nod and a wink. Yeah, it's a nod. It's, it. it's a nod and a wink, and there isn't like an entire episode dedicated to a mission with those two guys. So yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> so you don't love the Mandalorian, is, I, is what I'm hearing. I, I'm sorry. I think everyone in this world has something that they disagree with the entire mainstream folks on. I, sure. It's so popular. I know how much people love it, and I just, I don't, which is ironic wow. because honestly, I can't explain it. I don't like the Mandalorian, but uh, I watched. Do it you like Baby every Yoda? Saturday morning. No. 
Oh, that's a hot take. Yeah, wow, you're gonna get you're gonna get mugged, dude. People are gonna stop you on the street and be like, "That's that dude who hates Baby Yoda," and come like beat you up. You realize Baby Yoda is like the new Jesus. People like he's bigger than Jesus. Like people love Baby Yoda. Okay. People love Baby Yoda. (laughs) Okay. Well, if the '90s were defined by Pikachu. The yes. 2020s are defined by Baby Yoda. All right. Well, I mean, yes, if, all Evan is, what I'm saying. if all this stuff is canon, Kylo Ren kills him. So, never. <gasps> Kylo oh, Ren. Canon. 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 It's good. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't. No, so, you no, don't I, like. Yeah. You didn't like Solo. You're oh, not big was, on The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. What? Uh, so, you would say, like, the original trilogy is like the standout of the new Star Wars movie, or not the original trilogy, excuse me, the new trilogy they just released. Is those your favorite? Because for me, I've liked The Mandalorian and like Rogue One. Those have been like my saving graces with Star Wars in, in the later years. So, uh, for me, it'll always go back to like, I, my, my two favorite Star Wars movies is a tie. Like, uh, I'm a tie between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Those are my uh, all time favorites. I watch them still yeah. and I can still feel something. I love it. Um, and what I loved when I first saw Rogue One and when I first saw Force Awakens, it's like they, the, the things they brought back, and again, going back to all the little things like in the background, they brought back the animatronics, they brought back the costumes, they brought back the makeup, they brought back the people in suits with like we're only part of the alien body moves and i dug that so much where it's like here's like an actual interpretation of those movies from the late 70s early 80s and what it would look like today so i lost it when i saw rogue one for the Mm. first time i lost it when i saw force awakens i i still lost it when i you know saw last jedi and like those things like those are the definitely the things that i uh, really loved about that which is funny because i brought that point up to somebody and he said oh so you must love the mandalorian right and i'm just like you would think so like no you know Um, (laughs) yeah I, you know, I, and I, I'll admit, I was, I'm of course entertained by it. I think the episode where, like, you know, uh, he meets up with Ahsoka and they team up, that's like obviously the yeah. best one. That's a lot of fun. That's right. Great. Um, that's what I'm, I'm saying, not, is it's yeah, so like, cool. I'm, I'm not an asshole. That was a fun episode, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's just, uh, my, <laughs> my thing is, I don't know. Like, I could, I could really go on. You might, guys might have to do a totally separate episode for that. But it's like, again, as all Did you like the Bad Batch? The original. There's all these callbacks to the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, and and, and no, I didn't like them. I no, I wasn't crazy that. about I Bad Batch. I didn't really. It wasn't. Oh, okay, great. I thought you were going to tell me. Oh, you hate Jesus and you hate the Apostles. No, <laughs> no I didn't like okay, Bad Batch that much. It's Ashton, just, I hear you. I hear you on the Mandalorian because it's like a little bit of like too much of a good thing. Like I, I like the general. Like if the the pitch was like, let's. What if we did Star Wars as a Western? Totally. And the first couple episodes, it's like they hit cool. that well. And then like episode four, five, six, and then all of season two is like, how many fucking new towns is he gonna go to? to, to yeah. like, I know. Save, I, save the you know the bandits who are raiding or like <laughs> kill the bandits that are raiding the well or whatever the yeah. fuck the mission. Like yeah. you can only do that so many times. I know, but it's, it's, I think I figured it out. Okay, go ahead. It's got a cult so, following. No, 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 I apologize. I think the cult following though comes from. Like the premise to me is really simple. It's protect baby Yoda at all costs. And I think that's like really relatable to people because they see this cute little Yoda and they're like, I would do the same. I would kill everyone in that village to protect baby Yoda. And so the fact that you don't like baby Yoda is where the show's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is, I liked their interaction though. See, I think the show has some strong suits. I definitely see what you guys are saying, but for me, 
I'm like fully invested on the Mandalorian. Every episode comes out and I'm like, yeah. yes, what's fucking next? What town is he going to go gunslinging next? <laughs> but it's funny because I, I talk shit about it, but like, you better believe I'm there Saturday morning, like watching yeah. it because it's Star Wars. I can't, I can't not watch it. So it's like Disney knows. These assholes know. Angrily watching they have, Yeah, I am. Like Emma, Emily and I are sitting down, we're watching it and we're just like, Oh, he's gonna go do this thing. Oh, yeah, he did that. Oh, <laughs> of course you did that. Cool. Oh, uh, and I'm sorry. I'll even. I got. I got this one out there. The Mandalorian is responsible for the worst line in all of Star Wars history. Hit us I'm with sure it. You, guys are... <clears throat> you ready? All right. Yeah. It says here you're from Alderaan. Did you lose anyone? <laughs> uh, you mean when the, when the entire fucking planet blew up you asshole no everyone's on vacation they're fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah everyone was on vacation i lost everyone you think that's better than the line from Solo where he's like, he's going through customs and they're like, oh. Han, what is your last name? Or like, what family? What, what's your, what's your I don't have family. I don't have a people. Han. Oh, Han Solo. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. That was pretty bad. But again, nobody, nobody asked for Solo. There's a guy who was writing for Forbes that had a really good review for Rogue One and for Last Jedi. Because when Solo um, came out, you know, it didn't get panned by critics, but it, it wasn't a box office success, right? And people were like, is this Star Wars fatigue? And this guy wrote saying, no. Anyone who saw anyone who saw The Last Jedi or Rogue One and thought Solo would be worth their time would have gone to go see it. For me, for example, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I only saw it because somebody was like, we have extra tickets. Do you want to come? And I'm like, this is the only <laughs> scenario in which I would do this because they're free. And let's go watch yeah. a Star Wars movie. But I'm like, I, I got hype from Rogue One. The definition of pointless. Yeah, of course. It was another right. anthology movie. But um, this guy also said, hey, come see your favorite character played by not your favorite actor. And that one kind of hit <laughs> me. Where I'm like, yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> asked for that. Point. Nobody, no, yeah. nobody asked for Solo. Nobody asked. It's it's maybe a broader like modern movie criticism and more so to do with like Marvel movies. But it's like a lot of movies these days are like, what if we attach a loose plot to like two hours of banter and like yeah, sure. it's a, a writer's room that is <laughs> primarily concerned with like punching up scenes and like this is good. Evan, like, that's well, good. I, nobody needs this. Yeah. Well, that's like what that whole Obi-Wan series is about. Like the lady who does like Kathleen uh, Kennedy is like, they're, they're setting up the basis for this new Obi-Wan series. And like, she confirmed that Aiden Christensen's coming back to play Darth Vader and they're going to have the rematch of the century. And I'm like, number one, the stakes are low because we know what happened yeah. in a new host. We know how that goes. <laughs> but it's like rematch, but like they're basing it all off of everyone's pissed off. Cause like they didn't meet in between and they're trying to justify it by saying Darth Vader, when he senses Obi-Wan and the Death Star thinks, Oh, I feel something, a presence I have not felt since. And then he walks away and it's like, Oh, the sense is ambiguous. It could be Mustafar, but it also could be this whole series we're going to make right here too. <laughs> it's just, and it's so stupid. It's stupid. I think we've hit on a good point here. I think we've hit on a really good point. I'm over them trying to tell different parts of the nine part series. The nine movies. I don't need these Thank characters. You. I don't Thank need yes. in between stories 4.5 and 5.5, 6.5. I need something like Visions. I'm Give with you. me a whole goddamn new story. Give me new characters right. that I know nothing about and what they're doing and where they're mm -hmm. going and what it's about. I would love that. I would lose my mind if Star Wars did yeah. something like that. And I feel like this was on the tip of that, where 
take some big creative swings. You have this huge intellectual property with a vast, vast galaxy. You can tell so many cool stories within that, that frame that I don't need to see Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader again. I just don't. Exactly. I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, and I, I actually no, can't I need jumper too. <laughs> I forgot about Jumper. Oh goodness! God damn it! Uh, I don't think okay. I ever actually watched the first one. To be yeah, but, uh, I, I will say, hey, Brizard, to your point, the extra content you guys need. I can't. Are you guys big uh, graphic novel or comics guys at all, or not really? Yeah, I don't read yeah. too many, but if yeah, I can do it online, yeah. If I can find it online, hell yeah. Um, that, so that's where I'm at. I'm not a huge comic guy, but like I said, the Clone Wars graphic novels, like if there's something I can, I really get invested in, I get invested. So the guys who wrote those Clone Wars graphic novels, they also created their own brand new series, um, not tied to any of these things. It's technically tied to the Skywalker saga because it's about Luke's grandchild, but it's, mm. it's years and years after Return of the Jedi. It's See, a I brand new that. Jedi Order. Hang on. You're going to like this even more. Oh. So it's about the grandchild who rejects being a Jedi and becomes a bounty hunter instead. Um, yes. yes. And yeah, so it, it opens with his Jedi temple getting attacked. He like loses his master and he, he's like left for dead. And he decides he gets rescued by pirates and goes, fuck it. And like in the first episode, he's hunting down a Jedi. It's nice. Awesome. Yes. That's These are the type better. of stories it, I it, need. It, These things are complicated called, and convoluted. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's called it's called Legacy, and the reason I like it is because number one, I like the illustration a lot, but also like these guys care a lot about the story, so like really like being as meaningful. It's like if if uh, if Game of Thrones was in a graphic novel instead of like a long ass book, it, and it was a Star Wars version. It, it's it's this. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I mean, there's one where like he's Sold using me. drugs, like Sold. to try to fall asleep, and Luke's Force Ghost shows up and is like, "Why are you using those death sticks?" And he looks at him and goes, "Because they keep you away." that's great yeah. I need creative yeah. content like that and I feel like Star Wars could do it where like Marvel yeah. Marvel goes in and out they'll dip their toe in like a creative like hit like Guardians of the Galaxy or Eternals if you haven't seen Eternals go see Eternals but they will dip okay. their toe in something yeah. yeah they'll dip their toe in something creative where I feel like Star Wars like really like gets like like they're about to jump in the pool of creativity and they're like, ah, yeah. we're going to splash everything. And then they, they go back to stuff like solo and, and you know, this Hayden Christensen thing. So I have more hope yeah. for star Wars that we will see creative, cool stories in the future, just because there's think, so much to work with there. Yeah. I think we absolutely will. I just think people need to put the whole canon argument on the shelf where it's like, where's <laughs> the timeline? It's like, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't do matter it. because it we, have, we have beat all that. Yeah. We've beat all that stuff to death, but like, that's what, you know, like I can't, I can't like, cause my algorithm on Instagram, I can't scroll once without somebody saying, here's what it meant when the guy did this and that episode of this. And I'm like, <laughs> this is this is maybe somewhat related to that, but my yeah. algorithm feeds me a lot of like comic book movie stuff. Yeah. And, the the most comical stuff to me is like when it's like there's these accounts that are like comic book facts and it's like yeah did you know that captain america once lifted <laughs> three trains at once like that is by definition not a fact <laughs> these are fictional yeah. characters you fucking doofuses <laughs> but i will keep reading these. No, <laughs> like, dude, i, I always love the ones one today. <laughs> i just saw one today where it's like no, a comic ahead. book fact it's so it's, it's from it's from spider-man 3 where peter parker's walking around giving finger guns and I couldn't tell if it was a parody or not because it literally read things, comic book facts. Did you know that Peter Parker is doing this as a callback to Uncle Ben getting shot? 
follow me for more the content. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a parody. Oh, yeah, like it had, but like it had no signs of being a parody, and it's like follow me for more comic book content. And I'm like, if this is a parody, <laughs> like you hit the nail on the head. But like, also, I wouldn't put it past somebody to put that shit together. Just like, yeah, he's secretly sad that his uncle's dead, and he's going around doing this. I'm like, no, it was a really poorly written scene. Like, <laughs> um, uh, to to go back to something you said earlier the idea of luke uh coming back as a force ghost to his grandchild to, yeah. say, to tell him say no to drugs is fucking hilarious um, but, <laughs> what a psa so, so yeah, yeah this graphic novel legacy do you have what are like other maybe not film or t- tv but other pieces of star wars media that you would you would recommend for someone who yes. is maybe just dipping their toe in yeah or, or you know Wants to dive deeper. Well, I guess it, for the, I would recommend to people who want to dive deeper outside of the movies, um, definitely try to find those uh, the, the Clone Wars graphic novels. The original title of them mm-hmm. was Republic, uh, so they're all compiled in these Clone Wars graphic novels. It's uh, they're written and uh, illustrated by Jan Derisma and John Ostrander, who have done a lot of Marvel content as well. So those are a lot of fun. Definitely the Legacy comics. Uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I know we're talking about like all the in-between content, but again, before the series, I know there's a lot of people out there who like, they want to find out like what happened to some of the other Jedi who survived order 66, right? Those are actually some of my favorite yeah. stories. There's a, there's a couple of one shot comics. There's uh, one called purge, which is awesome where these Jedi, uh, these surviving Jedi all show up. And one of them baits Darth Vader to coming there by telling him Obi-Wan will be here. So he shows up and she goes, I've done it. Like the eight of us are going to kill the dark Lord of the Sith. And obviously we know what happens, but there's like an all out brawl and it's awesome. <laughs> so that sounds that. pretty cool. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pur- Love Pur- it. So Love Purge, it. Purge is a good one. Um, and then, but there's, um, uh, there's another novel card called, um, uh, Darth Vader rise of the shit. Hang on. Darth Vader rise of the dark Lord. It's about a Jedi who, fighting towards the end of clone wars one of his friends gets killed in order 66 and he feels he's like something's wrong um and this is a guy he's like got a really uh in-depth character look because he's somebody who like lost two padawans in the clone wars and he's pretty much given up and when order 66 happens he's like fuck it i'm done but instead he sees what darth vader is doing so he eventually joins in and goes to challenge him so that's i think that's pretty cool so Love it. those novels and graphic novels, but in all honesty, if we're talking about content where we want to get out of all the mainstream stuff, we want to get out of the trilogies, go to those legacy comics. They're some of the coolest things I've ever seen. And for all of you people who, you know, play video games out there and enjoy a game that has more in-depth story than like every one of these TV shows combined, Knights of the Old Republic is one of the most fun and most well-written games I've ever played. Go play that. Um, Fallen Order is good, good recommendation. I, I, already, I kind of like you guys just gave me a chance to like, like replug everything I've plugged selfishly at the very beginning of this. So you just like let me yeah. plug it again. That's no, it's fun. good. Um, so yeah, uh, and I think I think that's it. Yeah, go yeah. find those legacy comics. They're they're freaking awesome. I mean, the, uh, the the kid's name is Cade Skywalker. He puts a blaster to his head and tells him <laughs> to go away, or or I will. And I'm like, shit. Oh god, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. See, that's yeah, I love awesome. that though. All right, yeah. let's yeah. go with our closing thoughts on visions, though. Um, uh, yeah. Evan, you can start. What are your closing thoughts on this series? Uh, as a series, I loved it. You know, there are minor gripes here and there, but it's it's always refreshing. And this is what I loved about Eternals, the new Marvel movie. It's always refreshing to go into these things with so much baggage of backstory and canon and history 
and just go into something not knowing anything and just mm-hmm. like letting not not even the storyteller's imagination run wild, but like letting your own and just like losing yourself in a story, not worrying about what ties into what, what is fact yeah. or, or fiction or canon. It's just so refreshing as a consumer of all of these like franchise uh, properties. Um, And and again, I said it at at the beginning, like what this series does so well is it captures a feeling and it's the feeling that we're all chasing in Star Wars stories. It's that escapism that we're looking for. It's that sci-fi fantasy. Essentially what they did was took everything you love out of a Star Wars property and condensed it into 15 minutes. Really, the only moment you need is when they flick the lightsaber on, and you're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> fucking cool." Yeah. And like the rest is whatever, just creating random like stories around it. And and so like this is what you do. This is like put an IV into my arm and, and just like mainline that into my body. And like that's what Visions is. It's it's a phenomenal series. There are strong points, there are weak points, but it, it it's a great watch. I would recommend it to anyone. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I'd say for me, my overall thought is kind of hitting a similar note that you did. Everything nowadays is a reboot. Um, um, It's, you know, repurposed. Everything's a callback, a wink, a nod. This was just a fresh new creative story. And we got nine of them, which was even better. You know what I mean? I would have settled for one, but they gave us nine fresh, unique (laughs) takes on the Star Wars universe, which is just so nice, so refreshing. I want to see more things like this. I would love to see something like this with Marvel. And I think it's right up Disney's alley. And I think if they see that this does successful, we will see more Star Wars projects like this. We will see Marvel projects like this. It it will happen. I can just, I can sense it. This got a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. I think that's too low. I would give it like an eight or a nine out of 10. I really enjoyed this as a whole. And I, this is something I want to see more of is creative swings from Disney, who is very comfortable with what they're doing. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate what you both said. I, so admittedly, I think it's obvious I'm not a big uh, anime guy. So I was a little more harsh in my critiques. Um, I was just a little harsh in just other Star Wars content in general because I go into it a little defensively. So, you know, I, I definitely, <laughs> I, was enter- I was entertained really uh, just about the entire time. I do have, I wouldn't even say gripes. It's just things that I just thought were silly and that I decided I'm just not going to take that part of it seriously. That's just me personally. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I do appreciate. I really appreciate that we got something that's just completely, as, as you both said, uh, out of all the tri- uh off, off the rails of the trilogies. It's its own creative content. They literally reached out to these nine different studios and said, do you guys want to make a Star Wars story? That's my actually favorite thing about yeah. all this. Because, you know, I was, I was reading one of the interviews with the guy who made The Ninth Jedi. You know, and he saw A New Hope in theaters in 1977 when it first came out, right? So you know that he's got like some historical connection to it. So these people that are making content for whatever else get approached and say, do you want to make a Star Wars story? And I just appreciate that. That is definitely someone's dream coming true mm-hmm. and they got to go throw it on there for 15 20 or 30 minutes so i definitely dig that um i dig everyone else's interpretation of it i think it is really cool to see like another uh, you know connection to it somebody else's interpretation and it might not be for me uh, but that's okay some of it is fun to you know poke a little bit of fun at it's like all right you like the lightsaber umbrella you know i think you chop your own head off but like whatever it's fine um, if you but, yeah, weren't I like, skilled, but she yeah, is. Sorry, skilled. go on. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's okay. I mean, in the next one with your giant octopus with a lightsaber in each hand, he'll have a, he'll have a lightsaber <laughs> umbrella in each hand, and then he'll, he'll do that. You know? 
so like you know things, but i i enjoyed like you know a lot of little things and if someone was maybe like me and a little more hesitant i would be like all right you know what go watch my jedi go watch the duel uh go watch the elder you're going to be entertained and then from there you can give the rest a chance and go from there because it's just really cool to see somebody else get some creative freedom to write a star wars story that has nothing to do with the nine movies yeah yeah i totally agree yeah totally yeah. agree uh, yeah. This has been again, fun. Just a, I love yeah, this. This has been a lot oh, of fun, sorry. you guys. Go ahead. Thanks, thanks, no, really. Thanks for uh, letting me go off the rails a little bit and talk just Star Wars in general. And also, um, I aired a lot of my gripes too. And I haven't gotten to do that. So <laughs> you guys are the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for we sure. love the gripes. Yeah. We love the highs. We love the lows. We know you know a ton about Star Wars. We needed Wars. your expertise. Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a pleasure, you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, this has been fun. Thank you for coming on and uh, sharing uh, all of your thoughts with us about the movies and this show, because Star Wars is big. It's expansive. So there's a lot to cover. But that's one of the things I appreciate. About, appreciate. And so I uh, I want to see more stuff like this, but I, I'm glad we got to cover it because I think this is a really unique project. I was like, anime Star Wars? What? I was like, <laughs> I, I never thought I'd live to see that day. <laughs> there, is a, there is Star Wars manga out there, I'm pretty sure, honestly. Like, amazing you know it's just amazing it's just, you know mm-hmm. with disney everything's kind of funneled into one location and i don't think anyone knows that before there was like one central location for everything a lot of people were doing star wars related things it just you know there wasn't one streaming service for you to see everything all in one so <laughs> you can probably you can probably find you can probably find random content you can't believe like actually exists so i mean there's like there's like three or four different dark vader series like comic book series is out there <laughs> kind of funny but anyway yeah. star wars is special thank you for uh letting me come on here and talk about it well, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Uh, I hope the Force may be with both of you uh, in these next coming days as we go about our lives. But uh, that's all I got. I, I think we've beaten this thing to as a dead horse. This was a lot of fun, though. Love all the different styles of lightsabers. That is my highlight. I just I need a million different lightsabers in my life. I need more lop in Ocho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what they can worry. do? Yeah, they can do whatever they want with the next one as long as I get my lop and Ocho too. <laughs> it's going to be lop and Ocho for nine episodes. I can feel it. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we got. Thank you guys for following us, uh, for listening. You know, if you like what you heard, like and subscribe. Also, our good friends at Stark Wars, Tommy and Michael, they also did a lot of coverage for this show. Uh, so if you're like obsessed with it and you just need more, go check out their podcast because uh, they go a little more in depth uh, uh, each episode mm-hmm. specific. And, uh, you know, they're big Star Wars guys, so they know what they're talking about as well. But uh, thank you so much for coming, Ashton. Uh, anything else you, you got to say? Anything else you need off your chest before we uh, finish up here? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Thanks, you guys. I had a blast. Awesome. That'll right. do it for this episode of Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. We'll catch you next time. Woo! Two Dudes Watch Cartoons.